Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Life and Ministry podcast, where we have honest conversations about everyday life and the church. My name is Chandler. And I'm Matt. And I'm Paul. Paul, you got a new mic. It sounds kind of crisp, really. <laughs> Do it, say that again, Paul. And I'm Paul. I feel like the radio guy on Parks and Rec is like, hello, welcome to, you know what I'm talking about, man? Yeah, the, 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 the smooth talking <laughs> the, one. The smooth jazz guy. He's like, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel like I sound right now. Wow. I don't I don't watch Parks and Rec or The Office. You're really missing out. Uh, both of them are fantastic. Speaking of Parks and Rec, uh, today, as of recording this podcast, they've announced the winner of the presidential election. Finally. But we're not going to get into the election today, so we're going to move on from that. Right, Paul? Well, I I did vote. I did, I did vote this year for the first time. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Can you tell us about that experience? <laughs> I've heard this. We got, a, we got a first time. We got a first time voter in hey, here. Oh, did, how, okay. how old are you? Oh my gosh. I'm 25. Hmm. That's, yeah. Wait, when y'all were in like in your voting places, did they say to everyone, Hey, we got a first time voter. Woo. And then like people clap and stuff. No, no. I, would, I would have been really mad if they did that. They, no, they did that. They did that <gasps> at ours. No That's way. Disrespectful. Yeah. Harris County, baby. But they said, uh, they were like, yeah, Hey, we got a first time voter. And then like everyone clapped. Like I'm like sitting at the machine and there's like almost all the machines are taken and like people stopped voting and went woo and like clapped. Yeah, and they, but, but but you know, like this year more than ever, I feel like it's been it's like a good thing. Like, hey, like we're we're happy that you're voting, kind of. Deal, yes, I know? will always say I don't. That's what we said before. I don't care who you vote for. I mean, I do, but I don't. Like, you have the right to vote, so you should exercise that right. So, yeah, the more cool. voters, the more voters, the better. It's not a it's not a liberal thing. It's a it is an American thing for sure. For sure. And so I voted for the first time. Um, so I, I walked in. So it's kind of nice. My church happened to be a voting site. So I waited till the day of. Uh, there was no reason for me to do early voting because if I just waited till the day of, it was just at my at my office. So I could just go down whenever there was no line and do it. So I went down there and um, I walked in and I wasn't sure how it worked. You know, I, I recently moved out here. So my ideas are updated. So I didn't even know if they were going to let me vote, to be honest. But um, it ended up working <laughs> out. So I go in there to vote. And again, I've never voted before. So I walk up to the booth and yo, we're in 2020. Okay. So I get up there and I start trying to touch the screen and like nothing's (laughs) happening. And I tried a few times and I'm like, okay, this makes no sense. Well, I see there's a little wheel on the bottom. So I move the wheel and it helps me. I guess it gave me (laughs) a pin or something to like log in. Yes. Well, Well, I move over to do my number to the pin I, I click the screen like on the number and it's still not working. And I was like, okay. So I look at the volunteer behind me, some, this like older lady, um, pretty old lady. And I said, Hey, this thing's not working. And I just like moved over to a different booth and she <laughs> just like shrugged her shoulders at me. And then I tried it again for like 30 seconds. And I was like, man, what the heck? And then I looked down and realized that it wasn't touch screen. And so I learned um, how to vote and I learned that the machine is not touch screen. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great first time voter experience. And you didn't have to wait in like a super long line. There was no line at all. I just immediately walked up and voted. There was like maybe 18 booths in there and none of, I was the only person voting at that, at that hour specifically. Hey, right on. Did you early vote Chandler? 
I did early vote. Yes, it feels like you should like it should be touchscreen. I I feel you, Paul. Because like, it is twenty twenty. I understand. It's yeah. twenty twenty. Like, come on. Like everything we use is is touchscreen. I don't understand why I have to rotate a wheel to select. Yeah, and they gave you that little um, thing to slide on your finger. Yeah, like if that's that helpful, right? Like, like they also gave me something. They also gave me like a little like. Clorox wipe or something to like wipe down the buttons with. And I was like, if I already yeah. have this weird plastic thing on my finger, why do I need to wipe it down too? <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. Paul walked in. He thought like that was a normal voting experience, right? Like he, like you always get the finger protector. You always get the Clorox wipe. He's hey, like, funny yeah, like, I just assume they always hand those out. They don't. <laughs> oh no, I know you did. I know you did. <laughs> no, they don't always hand those out. I mean, come on. There was only one other election I, I could have voted in and I, I did. It's like, I've just missed a ton, but yeah, I, uh, what do you give me that look for Chandler? It's every four years. Well, the presidential like local elections. <laughs> There's other elections, Paul. It's I'm not just about, a presidential. I'm talking election. about this pres- presidential election specifically. That's fine. We're proud of you. I will stand back, kind of like the people in uh, in Matt's and Matt's place, and we will we will do this for you. I, you could only have voted in 2016. Yeah, bro. In 2016, I was 21. Yeah, I could have voted in 2012. Oh my gosh, you're so annoying. Oh, wasn't that like the same year that you dressed as a homeless person for Halloween? Ooh. Oh, <laughs> no, you could have voted before. when you were Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're young. Yeah, I know I'm right. When I was when I was eighteen, yeah, it was it was two years before the was I? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like eighteen or nineteen. I'm mixing up the years in my head. I'm trying to do the math in my head and it's not making sense. All I know is there's only one there's only one presidential election that I had the option to vote and didn't. I'm just surprised <laughs> that this year you didn't vote for for Kanye. I really thought I really thought you'd you'd Hey, let's be real. Let's give him some respect. He announced his 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 running very late. He was not on most ballots. He low-key kind of got a lot of votes to have like not very much push for it. Basically just his influence of being one of the best rappers of all time and probably the greatest artist this generation has ever seen. <laughs> You're so dumb. I can't believe I opened the door for you to like go on a Kanye team. Yeah, I know. To our listeners who don't know this, I, I do agree with Kanye when he says he is the modern Walt Disney. I do agree with Kanye when he says he's the greatest <laughs> artist our generation has ever seen. And um, I did not write him in, um, but I respect how many votes he got. I think it was in like Kansas or Kentucky that he was actually on the ballot. So there like was he a had handful. Yeah, of there was a couple of them that he was he was actually on. Taylor, it. I was yeah. at your house. What, what was that? Uh, was that was that Tuesday night? No, it what? was on elec- It was on election day. It was on election night. I was at Chandler's house and we were we were watching like the updates and I laughed and said, "I wonder how many Kanye got." And and we were pretty surprised to look it up. <laughs> like obviously not anywhere close yeah. to having a chance at winning, but it was like he kind of got a lot for someone who no one took very seriously. Yeah, he did. For, for sure. people who took the time to go register, wait in a line and vote, they voted for Kanye West. <laughs> there were other people on the ballot, Paul, who's still worth going. <laughs> no, but I'm saying for the people that <laughs> you know what I mean. The fact that they decided to vote for it is is a pretty big deal. Well, and and you had to use the wheel to spell out Kanye. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't think about that. <laughs> it's a pain to do that if you did that. I'm sure. I bet everybody that went to go vote for Kanye thought it was touchscreen. <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent. Oh my god! First time voters, first time voters like Paul. 
those are the people who vote for Kanye. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Well, hey, what I what, thought would be fun to talk about uh, today, guys, is obviously the three of us used to work uh, together. For those of you who are listening, you don't know this. The, the three of us used to work together at a church in South Houston. Uh, and now as of, I guess it's been a year now. Yeah. The three yeah. of us work at three different churches. Uh, and so there was a season. Me and Matt have been friends for a long time. Uh, we've been friends since college. Matt was my best man at my wedding. Uh, those kinds of things. I was his fourth man in his wedding. <laughs> you were uh, fifth, but because the fourth dropped out, you got bumped to fourth. Uh, okay, yeah. But anyways, <laughs> so me and Matt have been friends for a long time, but uh, Paul, we didn't always know uh, until he came on to this particular church. And uh, we ended up becoming really good friends, the three of us, obviously, which is what landed us on a podcast. So there you go. But I wanted to talk about kind of the interesting dynamics, I guess, of relationships in the workplace. So whether that's a friendship, whether that's you work with a spouse, whether that's, uh, hey, you're friends with somebody like in, an ar- in our scenario. This is one of one example that we can talk about that we were friends for a long time. And then I essentially took on a different role and then began like y'all kind of reported to me in some, some respects. And so then that dynamic kind of shifted uh, our friendship a little bit and we had to kind of figure that out and what that looks like. And so just wanted to talk today about uh, different types of relationships and friendships that take place in the workplace uh, and how do you kind of navigate those? Can you be friends uh, with somebody in the workplace and can you go on vacation together with somebody that you work with and those types of things? Yeah, no, I think this would be super interesting for us to talk about. We, I think we all have, um, even our, like, like you just said, Chandler, the three of us have different relationships. I remember, so for those of y'all who, who don't know too well our story, um, so Chandler and I worked together, even though he knew Matt way longer, we were working at the same church already before Matt was there. And we office, oh, yeah, that's true. We yeah. office together and worked for the same campus. And I remember Chandler, constantly FaceTiming one of his best friends from college who I had never met. And it was Matt and, and they would FaceTime pretty often. I'd see Matt over FaceTime. And then I remember when a position opened up at our church and, and Chandler FaceTiming and texting him and, and telling him about, you know, this position. And, and it's funny. So I'd even be curious, I guess for Matt, cause, cause Matt, when, when you came over, um, Chandler was already going to be your report, right? Cause when Chandler and I first worked together, I didn't report to him. No, not yet. No, four no. months, about four months or so after me working there. Okay. I bet it was, it was interesting. It was so interesting though, because y'all had been friends for so long and the idea, and and again, for those listeners who don't know, we worked on a big team. There was a, a lot of student pastors on that team, more than just Chandler and I. And so I'm sure it was interesting coming from being college friends to, you know, keeping in contact and staying great friends to, Hey, do you want to come work with me? I bet that was an interesting call. Yeah, it was, it was interesting too, because I guess the church I'm at now, which was the church that we all worked at, was um, or is the third church that I've worked on staff at. And interestingly enough, I've been able to work like with a really close friend at every church that I've worked at. So like at my first church, I worked with he was the college pastor and one of the worship leaders at the time. Um, and I like actually lived with him and his wife when I graduated college and like kind of right around the time I was starting to work there. And like me and him were really close and we were really good friends before I worked at the church. And actually, I just had like a really good conversation with him just a few days ago um, on FaceTime. And uh, like I just I got to work. I've got to experience that dynamic there. And then when I was at uh, the second church, I got to work with Chuck, who's been on our podcast. And he and I were friends from college. 
and we got to work pretty closely together. Um, he was doing college. I was doing junior high ministry. And then now getting to come over, or I guess at the time coming over and like working with Chandler. And yeah, it was an interesting call. I think it's every person, at least for me, uh, or maybe it, uh, every person's dream in ministry uh, to like work with your friends. And like, funny enough, me and Chan did ministry together on campus at ETBU and at the first church I worked at. He was one of my like volunteers, small group leaders. We called him interns. I, I wouldn't say he was an intern in like the traditional sense, but he got to do that. And we kind of helped lead with a few other guys, um, like a discipleship ministry for guys on campus at ETBU. And so it was like, hey, I loved doing that in college. I loved doing that when at my first church man, this is awesome. This is like the dream dream to like get to work with, you know, with Chandler, not just a great student pastor, but like a really close friend. I remember I was super excited about it. Cause like you want to work with people you get along with and you're I, like, there is a big team. So I was nervous getting there and it's like, Hey, these guys have all know each other. And I'm like the new kid on the block and then getting, getting to work with Chandler directly was like, uh, it was made that transition really easy for me. Yeah, I was going to say some people were like, like, I guess, freak out of like, hey, what is that relationship going to change? I feel like it didn't, at least at that point for us. Uh, and we could talk about it. I don't I don't think it necessarily changed that much at all. But no. um, at least that's my perspective. But yeah, I, I I think we were like excited about the possibility of that. Like, I thought I think that we thought that would be really fun. Yeah, I think so, too. And then I, I had been working there for about four months. I think, Paul, you'd been there for closer to a year. Um and Chandler transitioned into like a a more of a director type role on our team. And so Chandler became one of my reports or person I report to. And I, I remember even then, like it like didn't phase me. I think I was like, oh, I was excited because Chandler was going to get to do that. It seemed like and it was something that Chandler is really good at. And then like it that because of Chandler doing that, like you were able to become full time. Paul. And so it was like, uh, I just remember being really excited. I never, it never crossed my mind. Oh man. Like one of my closest friends is going to be my boss. Like that, like wasn't ever a thought or a concern, I guess that I had. Yeah, no, see, and it's interesting because, because I would say I had a very similar thought when I found out that Chandler was going to be someone I reported to, but it was different for me because Chandler had always been someone that I just worked with. So we, I didn't know him outside of work, but we were very good friends because Chandler, you lived closest to me out of all our coworkers because we lived, you know, you know, we worked for the same campus and we worked very closely together because every weekend we, you know, ran services together at the same campus. And so we were very good work friends and we shared an office. But um, whenever Chandler became that director role, I remember being excited and, and, you know, I, I wasn't really nervous about it. I, I remember talking to my dad about it because my dad, you know, the company he's been at for quite a while is very good friends with his coworkers essentially got promoted to a manager position and oversees a lot of his friends. And some of the friends that he was with at the time are even now his boss or other, other bosses in different departments. So they, he's kind of seen a lot of change cause he's been there so long. And I remember my dad asking him like, Hey dad, what do you think? You know, cause, cause my dad knew Chandler and I would talk about Chandler and Hey, you know, what do you think that Chandler's going to be someone I report to now? You know, we're friends, our wives are friends. We hang out at each other's houses. Like, is this going to be weird? And I remember my dad saying, like, you know, it doesn't have to be weird. That's great that y'all are friends. Like, that's going to make, you know, some conversations easier and it'll be easy to work together. You know, and I remember my dad said, just just be very careful what positions you put Chandler in. Like, you know, don't ask him to tell you things that he's not supposed to tell you. Don't ask for favors that you wouldn't ask of any other director. 
Um, don't put them in a position to treat you special just because y'all are friends. Um, and if you don't do that, and if you're okay with him telling you hard things and, you know, telling you things that sometimes a boss might have to say, then yeah, you, you can be friends with him. And I remember my dad kind of giving me that warning conversation and I wasn't really worried about it. It ended up, I think, like going pretty well. Yeah, it's it's really interesting that you bring that up, Paul. And hearing both of you talk about that that season is funny because I kind of had a different like as I'm listening to you, all I think like I was excited to take on a new role, but I thought I was like, man, like this has the potential to change our friendship a lot. Like if I go to a certain meeting and hear something, then like I can't necessarily share that with you. Whereas like currently, like as like I guess you could say however you want to put it, we weren't really this way, but as like as on equal playing field. Right. That like we could talk about those things or whatever together and it wasn't a big deal. But yeah, I was kind of nervous about it, to be honest. I always felt like, man, like I can't share certain things or even like I was like, what if and this ended up happening a couple of times. We can talk about what if like, I don't know, Matt or Paul like did something or said something and someone comes up to me and says, hey, like, can you have this conversation with Matt and Paul? And then it's like, well, dang. Like now, like I have to go have this like hard conversation with a friend and like th- th- those, those are the things that I thought about that I was like pretty nervous about. Um, now y'all were, I feel like really respectful in that. Like I was able to have those conversations and we could have those types of conversations or whatever. And then like outside of the workplace, like we're still cool, you know, um, which is, which I appreciate. But yeah, I kind of had the opposite like initial thoughts probably than y'all. Like I thought I was like, oh, this is about to suck. <laughs> yeah. It- it's funny. I just think of like how many people are really close friends with their boss and and not just like, hey, you get along well, but I'm thinking like, like we were in a life group together. Like we, our family's vacation together. Like we, I mean, we're, we're tight. Like that's just kind of how it was, you know? Um, I know things look a little different now just because of distance and, and now they're, we're on opposite sides of the city, but like, I just think of family, like my parents and like, I don't ever remember them being like really good friends with their boss or right. I, I don't remember. I don't know of any other of my friends that I know of that are like really good friends with their boss or really, really good friends with like their coworkers. Like a lot of times it's like, there's a, there's a separate, you know, thing there where you have your coworkers and then you have your friends. And I don't know, maybe just what we had there at that church was just different um, because yeah. like, it was we I didn't really see the other guys on the team as like coworkers or anything. Like I they're friends, you know. I Yeah, we've seen them as friends. Right, yeah. Right. I I think that it it can make it really complicated. And as we're talking about this, like I I remember whenever I first got to this church before either one of you honestly with Paul before before I knew Paul and before Matt, I even think you came to Houston. Like I was at this church and I remember having conversations. There's one conversation in particular that one of the guys that probably listening to this podcast. But he always brings up all the time. Like there's this conversation I went and it was like my first thing, like at my new job. This was in 2016, my first year of working in full time ministry. And I remember that we like I went out uh, to eat with three coworkers. Now, these are all coworkers. And I'm my boss at this time. And uh, three coworkers, we go out to eat, we go to Chili's and we're hanging out and we're just having a good time or whatever. And I like in that moment realized like, hey, I really like y'all. Like I could actually be friends with y'all. Like I haven't think of this in my head. And. I get one of the guys was like, and y'all know him, but one of the guys was like talking about like, Hey, like we should hang out all the time, whatever. We should always talk, whatever. We should play video games, like all these kinds of things. And in my head, I'm like, Whoa, 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 Whoa. whoa." (laughs) Cause I was always taught growing up that like, 
hey, like the workplace is like a professional environment. And so I, I don't remember the exact comment I made. I'm sure that this particular person could tell me exactly what I said. But I remember always thinking like, you know, hey, the workplace is to be professional place and that like that's not where your friends are at. And like you're supposed to maintain like a healthy distance so that like, you know, I guess basically so that like, I, I don't know that you don't like I'm saying heartbroken. That's like the wrong like I, I guess so you don't pray like you're not having um relationship tensions and like stuff like that in terms of like becoming friends with people. So I was always taught that growing up that like, Hey, the workplace is a professional place. And so like, don't get too close with your coworkers in that sense. Cause it can, it can be like costly and it can be dangerous in a workplace environment. And so I remember having that conversation and they like looked at me like I was crazy, especially as one particular person that we're talking about, which yeah, were really like, cool. I actually saw him yesterday, but uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, no, that that's really funny. And what's funny about it is I kind of disagree with everything you said. Um, even though I know that you wouldn't even say that that's how you would think anymore. If I was in that conversation, I also would have been annoyed with you as apparently said person was. But all that to say, so so since you think, um, you know, if you do think that you can be friends with coworkers, um, I guess something interesting to ask either of y'all, I don't know, either of y'all can answer this, but like, at, how do you do that? And what do some of those jumps look like? Because I would say there's levels to it, right? Like, everyone has what you would say, like, quote, unquote, work friends. Like, hey, when I was a waiter at Rainforest Cafe, I had people who, like, I was excited when they were on my shift and, like, we would right. work together. Or there was people, you know, at the church that I worked at that it was like, hey, if we're having a meeting, I mean, I probably prefer to sit next to this person. But not that necessarily I'm best friends with them, but there's work friends. And then how would y'all say the jump looks like to, like, Hey, we're friends, you know? I think, yeah, no, I, I, for sure. Because I think that there's a couple of different uh, levels to friendship. And I think we'd all agree on that. And I think, yeah, you got call, you got like colleagues and then you've got friends, you know, you got coworkers and then you got friends. And I think that when you take that next step, some of the things, at least from what I've experienced with, with some of my friends uh, is there's like more freedom I guess when you're like with friends versus when you're with colleagues. And it's just funny because it almost makes it sound like you're being fake or you're not being yourself, but there's like a certain level of like appropriate behavior that needs to occur, like in the workplace, be more professional, that kind of thing. But I think that when you're with friends, uh, you're just more free. Like you're more comfortable to, I don't know. Yeah, no, man, I understand exactly what you're saying. And what's funny is I can think of a specific example too. I remember when we were working together and at this point, obviously if I remember it, we were cool, but I guess we weren't nearly as close as we are now. I remember that we were in a group text and for those of y'all who don't know Taylor Rainbow very well, he has some health conditions. And I guess one of the side effects is that his eyes can come out a little bit if he's not on his medicine or something. I still, I still don't totally understand it because I, I try to be respectful and not ask too many questions. But you I remember make it, you make it sound like my eye, like it just sometimes pops out. That's not yeah, it. and you gotta like it put looked, it back and play like Pirates yeah. of the Caribbean, you know? Oh, <laughs> wow. Pop that eye back in. I, I remember that. I remember that we were in a group text and Matt sent a gif of one of those guys wearing glasses where the eyes have like the springs on them and the eyes are just flying all over the place. And I was like, yo, is that okay to joke around about? Like, did he really just tell Chandler that? And I remember realizing like, hey, there's levels to this. Like, I would not on my first day of work have just seen Chandler and been like, 
dang, sometimes your eyes look kind of big. Like, what's wrong with them? Versus like, hey, we're friends. Like, I can make a joke about that. And like, you can laugh it off and we can just kind of rip each other up as a joke, you know? Yeah, it's funny. That's <laughs> bug eye boy. <laughs> that, <laughs> there's like a, a phrase. It's funny. Like, I feel like our group of friends refers to people like when you're like, go from being a colleague to a friend, that's one thing. But then when you go from being a friend to like one of the homies, that's like another thing. It's like, that's like a whole nother level of like, Hey, you have this disease and I'm going to make fun of you because it's funny. You're it's because we're homies. Like we're, you're one of the homies. We're, we're homies and we're cool like that. Or what would we yeah. say? Like real ones. Like that's, that's like a whole nother level there. And I think it's like displayed through like the, the being able to like really joke and jab at each other. Yeah, because if there's some people on the team that would have sent that, I'd have been like, "Well, I don't know you like that." Like, yeah, stop. you you haven't earned that. You. <laughs> you haven't earned that. Like, yeah. What's wrong with you? yeah, for sure. There's different levels, I think, to that. Right? I think it's like, hey, like if we go to a restaurant and I get a drink, are you going to be all weird about that? You know, those types of things of like, are we cool? Like, can you sit on my couch and like, we can just have normal conversations that doesn't revolve around work, you know, all the time. I think there, there are like different levels to uh, those types of friendships. And I think what's difficult for these types of friendships is they have the potential to change the way that you operate in the workplace. And like those types of relationships are really messy. And a lot of people I feel like don't want to jump into that um, because they don't want to deal with the messy side of that. Um, especially when it comes to like churches specifically, like a lot of times, like we just avoid those things. Well, cause I'd rather not let it be messy, not let it affect like my job status in other places or whatever, you know? So yeah, for sure. It, it can be messy. And something, Chandler, I don't know if you remember telling me this, but something that I remember was, you know, after a while of us being friends and you already being someone that I report to, I remember you telling me like, hey, you know, if we really are friends and it, you weren't even having a hard conversation with me at the time. Uh, maybe you were setting me up for one. I don't know. But I remember that you telling me like, <laughs> hey, if we really are friends, like it doesn't worry me because like we should be able to have hard conversations. And like I should be able to tell you like, Hey, you're not doing this well, or Hey, you shouldn't have said that because we're friends and you shouldn't take it personally. You should recognize, like, I care about you and we, and I work with you. And this is kind of the situation we're put in is that I'm the one having to say this, but like, if we actually are friends who hang out and our families are friends and we vacation together, like I should be able to talk to you about hard things. And I remember thinking that's true. Like, yeah, that's true. If, if I'm actually friends with someone then it, it's not going to bother me, you know? Yeah, for sure. I think like something that I like to say a lot to people is that like, we think of friendship sometimes as like a science thing and it's really more of an art kind of form. And so like, we like to try to think of like, okay, well, if I do this, this and this, then like I'm this type of friends with this person. Right. But like friendship is like more, I don't know. It's, it can be messy at times. It can be really good at times. And it's the same thing in a workplace. Like if you, and this is how I used to be is like, I used to feel like, man, like, the way that like I interact with these people is like more in a science way, right? It's more logistical. It's A plus B equals C like kind of mentality. Whereas like in like the more I've grown up as a leader, the more I've realized, Hey, like friendship and just relationships in general is more of an art form. And like when I approach it in that way, like ultimately like when I become friends with my coworkers in some capacity, like whether that's like, Hey, we're, we're cool or we're homies or whatever. Like we're really tight. Like we go on vacation together, depending on the different levels, man, like being friends with the people that you work with ultimately creates a healthier work environment. 
if that's reciprocated and if that's understood and that's the culture of the place that you're working at. Right. And so and it, that goes with like churches that goes with, Hey, you've been at working at Chick-fil-A for, for five years. You're, you're naturally going to be, or even a, a year, right. Wherever that is, whether you work in a mall, you work for a fast food place or restaurant, whatever it is that you do in your workplace, you're naturally going to become closer with somebody. Right. And I would encourage people who may be listening to this is like, Hey, like I want to be friends with this person. Like, but I don't know, we're coworkers and maybe that's weird or maybe that creates some messiness. I would say that that's like, I don't know, do, working with friends is better. Like to me, like when you can become friends with people, that's better. Yeah. I, I love being friends with my coworkers. I think it's the people you spend a lot of time with. I think it makes sense. I think it kind of naturally happens. But I think it's also fair for us to acknowledge like the hard things in it. So I don't know if y'all can relate on this or if you've had, if you would have any comments on this, but something I think about is like who to invite to things. So when we work <laughs> together, it's a really big staff, right? And it's a really big church. So if it's just like, Hey, you know, like I said, okay, so Chandler and Matt were really close. That's an example. Like if Chandler and Matt just feel like going to eat Chinese food for lunch, like, Hey, do they need to invite the whole church to come eat with them? Or is it look kind of rude if just them two hang out? Um, or, you know, like you said, like we were in a life group together. Like, are we going to open this up to, you know, post this on the website? Hey, anyone who wants to join a life group, like, we're meeting up. <laughs> or is it like, hey, our, our wives are already friends and we like hanging out. Like, let's just have life group every Monday night or whatever, whatever night we yeah. did. it. I think about, you know, stuff like that because. That is something that's weird. And even the new church that I'm at right now, I, I think about that of like, hey, there are people who, you know, I'm, I'm friends with. And like y'all said, there's levels to this, maybe real ones. And hey, who do you invite to what? Like, that is kind of a weird tension that I feel like you end up running into. Yeah, definitely. And I had to end up learning that like, hey, it was okay for me to say, hey, no, I'm like me and Paul are just going to lunch today. And then like, you always had the person like, okay, so it's going to be like that. Okay, so like, I can't come. And it's like, no, that's not what I said. I just said me and Paul going to lunch to get today. <laughs> I'll go to lunch with you another time. <laughs> and so I don't know. I mean, I feel like I eventually had started to figure out like, hey, it's okay to just say, hey, I just want to go to lunch with this person today. I'll go to lunch with you a different day, you know? Um, now, I don't know. Not everybody is as comfortable with saying that. And so I totally get you. That's hard. Yeah. And admittedly, I think that when you do become friends with people and and you do have a good relationship with some of your coworkers and they become friends or homies or whatever. I think that that creates some FOMO within people that you might work with and jealousy and not like, and you're not doing it on purpose and you're not trying to like exclude people. But I think that that just naturally happens because you're going to gravitate towards those certain people. And those are the people you're typically going to go to lunch with. And I think that just, probably for those listening, right, is that um, you got to just be intentional with those people maybe who aren't like in that inner circle there and like sometimes just go to lunch with them and like invite them out to do something like that because you're not going to be able to be like best friends with everybody, but I think that you can be on good terms and friendly with everyone. Um, and so you have to just be cautious to not like be super exclusive and like, well, there's these people and I don't really get along with them, so I'm just never going to talk to them or I'm going to avoid like going to lunch with them. And I think it's like, Hey, the more time you can spend with someone, like usually the better that relationship can become and can be really helpful to growing that relationship. Yeah. I think it's a balance. I think it's a balance. Like kind of we're saying there, there are some people it's like awkward to say to someone's face, but there are some people who I'm friends with that. It's like, 
man, I'm closer with Chandler or today I want to go eat lunch with just Matt or, and there's not even a, it's, it's nothing against me. It's like Chandler said like, Hey, I didn't say I'm not friends with you. I didn't say I don't want to go out to eat with you. It's, it's weird sometimes for me. I had, which for some of our listeners, they may know this or may not know this. I had a weird dynamic. I worked with my wife. So Michaela and I worked together for a certain time, even in the same department for some time we did not but for a time, it was even in the same department. So that brought in a whole other dynamic. You want to talk like relationships with coworkers? That um, was was different than, than just working with an average coworker. Yeah. Hey, Paul, talk to us a little bit about like what that dynamic looked like a little bit, and how and how that could have been found difficult. What were like some really cool parts about it? What was very difficult? Because me personally. Like at that time, like I was in like an oversight role on our team. And so I even thought and like Michaela's awesome, was really excited to like have her on the team. But I even thought I was like, man, this could be like an interesting dynamic. Plus, like both of them semi report to me as well. <laughs> I was like, golly. And maybe like it, it's this isn't the case. And I've known you all long enough to know that this it wouldn't have been the case. But I had the thoughts of like. Oh, if I upset one of them, I probably upset the other one because they told each other. You know what I mean? So talk to us a little bit about like that experience. Yeah. Yeah. That didn't happen with you, but it was hard for that not to happen with people that I didn't know well. Right. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's if I'm being really honest. So I guess, first of all, the good things, I mean, and everyone's marriage or relationship is different, but like me and Michaela can spend all day together and I don't really get tired of her. Like I can just... I like hang, hanging out with her. I don't feel I'm not someone who like needs alone time. I know some people are like that, which is fine. But so I, I liked spending basically all day with her driving home with her, riding to work with her. Like we really enjoyed those times. And even now that we don't work together, talk about like, man, I miss driving to work with you and making each other coffee in the morning and um, stuff like that. I, so I enjoyed as much as I got to see her. Um, I think, I enjoyed um, being able to talk to her about work without having to over explain. Like now being at a new job, I understand like, dang, she doesn't really know the children's pastor as well as I know her. And she doesn't understand their personality. So when I tell the story, it's not that funny. Or when I complain about this, she doesn't understand why it's so frustrating. Like she wasn't there. And so it was kind of cool. Like, Hey, she understood what I was happy about, what I was frustrated about, who I liked, you know, problems I had, like she got it. Cause she was right next to me the whole time. So I liked being able to go see her whenever I wanted to. She was like a 30 second walk for me. So I'd go see her and say hi randomly if I was having a hard day or whatever. I don't know. It was overall, I, I'd say I loved it. Um, there were some really hard things. So I would say some of the harder things were probably, you know, like, like you made the joke about that. If you upset one of us, you upset both of us. I mean, when there's people you don't know personally, that is hard. Like there was people, you know, on, on such a large staff, there's people I don't know well. And when we, on the drive home, I hear, oh, you know, this person said this to her or, you know, this person CC'd her in this snarky email. Like, it's hard (laughs) to not be like, well, dang, that person's a jerk. Like, why would they say that? And it's hard. Another thing, and, you know, we're talking about how everybody's relationships is different. There are some people who were really nice to me who weren't very nice to her or vice versa. Like, there are people who she loved who I was like, oh, you know, they're kind of short with me or they don't seem to like me very much. And it was like, made that dynamic weird of, you know, like just, just relationships with people, uh, you know, when there's people who we both had established relationships with, like we were both friends with you already Chandler. So if you offended me one day, I mean, she could just laugh it off and tell me to get over it. 
Um, but when there's people I don't know well, or she may not know well, I think that makes it hard when you work with a spouse is like, Hey, you hurt my wife's feelings. You know, I want to stand up for my wife and I don't like that you, you know, and, and and objectively someone may think that it's Michaela's fault, but as her husband, I'm going to take her side every time, which is understandable. Right. So there are things that I would get upset about, um, or, you know, being in certain meetings together where it was like, Hey, like, it seems like. Michaela may be getting a lot of work or, Hey, this doesn't seem fair that she's being handed this. I know she doesn't like doing this specific task and she keeps getting asked like things like that, that, you know, no one means to be malicious, but just as her husband, it's hard to not think like, I want to stand up for her, think for her. So I would say that's the hard thing. And for me and Michaela, it worked because we enjoyed working together and like, we loved it overall. But what I just said were the hard parts of it. I know for some couples may not be worth it, or I had the, I feel like self-control to, I don't ever feel like I went to our bosses and said, Hey, I can't believe you told Michaela this, or Hey, I need you to change this. Cause Michaela's not happy. I kind of kept my mouth shut and it was like, Hey, Michaela, you need to deal with it. Like that's your problem to deal with. That's your situation. So I think it's important to remember to still let her be in her job and handle her relationships herself. And I was able to do that, but I know not everyone has that kind of relationship. So that was something that was different, I guess, if that, if that makes sense. That makes sense. I, I'm super grateful that I got to work with both of you. I think, I don't know, maybe just personal anecdotal experiences here, but I don't know if like spouses working together is a good idea. Just because because of the, the things that you said of like... We're about to open up a debate with Paul, but I agree. <laughs> yeah, I, and I say that as like, I worked with both of y'all and I, I loved it. And I thought both of y'all were extremely professional. Just like you said, I, I would never... I did not know of any times where you were going to like our boss or Michaela's boss on her behalf to like handle business or something like she was, she's a big girl. She took care of it and she has every right to do that. And you were professional and allowing her as an individual deal with things in the workplace as far as like for herself. I just don't know about like, yeah, working with a spouse not even between those two. I'm saying just on like a dealing mm-hmm. with like having to deal with us as a wife, like someone's wife on one level or like someone's husband on another level. That just seems very like difficult to navigate. And Chandler, you had to be both of their bosses and you had to be in a some like really tough situations. I think that, I mean, obviously we're not going to get into details and stuff, but I don't know. You kind of, you kind of agreed with me here, but like, what, what would yeah. you say to that? Cause I, I don't think that spouses should work together Uh, first off i feel like it's important to say that if i had to choose one or the other i would have chosen i would choose michaela yeah for sure Uh, (laughs) that's that's a a non non question right there yeah but for sure not that that's what you asked but that's what i would do um (laughs) no i i think yeah it creates an interesting dynamic right like here like let's just this podcast is about being honest let's just be honest for a second yeah so i would be in a meeting where it was me, Michaela, and other people. And me and Michaela are really cool, really tight. And uh, at least I think so. So, Michaela, if, you, if you're listening to this podcast, just, that's, I, I think we're cool. But we're sitting in a meeting and we're having like – it's a it could be a difficult conversation. And I'm like, mm, Michaela going to be upset going home. And then like I get in the car with Paul and we go to lunch. Paul already knows about the conversation that mm-hmm. happened. And me and Paul are also really cool. And so Paul would be like, and it, Paul, Paul didn't, 
try doesn't all like did a really good job of not putting me in weird spots but Paul, we would have a conversation about it like hey like Michaela told me this happened like what do you think and he's asking it more of in a friend way of like hey like I feel upset about x y and z like should I feel upset about these things or whatever so that's like for me like that like creates an interesting dynamic not just because there was like two married people on the same in the same department and I over I helped oversee both of them it also was hard because I was also friends with both of them. So, and, and wasn't always the person that got to be in charge of how those conversations went. Like that like creates a different dynamic in general. Right. And so, yeah, so that, that creates some, some interesting things. I mean, I think there's a reason why in corporate world, like they're like spouses aren't allowed to typically work with their, uh, with each other. So. Yeah. I, I could see how that could be weird. I think, I don't agree with all this shouldn't work together, but obviously we, we have different pins on that. I don't know. And, and I, I could be wrong, Chiller. Maybe I'm, I, I, I could be wrong, but for me, I think you're right. It was extra weird for us because you were friends with both of us already and our families yeah. were friends. So it was kind of weird. I never talked that. And again, I, I don't think I never try to talk to anyone with a work relationship about her job specifically. I would talk to you as a friend and say like, Man, right. you know, Michaela's really upset. And like she, you know, last night was having a hard time with this. As a husband, like, what do I tell her? Like, hey, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. what, what should I do? It wasn't like a, hey, Chandler, can you go fight for her? Can you go talk to HR and tell them to switch this over? Or can <laughs> right, you go talk right, to right. this other boss? Like, I was never trying to like manipulate her job or manipulate how you could affect that. It was more of like, it's weird because we're friends and you obviously, obviously know she's having a hard day or in a weird situation. So I don't know. I, I feel like, yeah. The spouse thing, we we could have different opinions on that. That's fair. But for me, I think we tried to be fair to that. You were probably in the hardest spot because you're friends with us. So, Yeah, but I, I think it goes back to what we said earlier of like sometimes friendships are messy and like that's okay. And like to me, it's worth it. Like for me, it was always like, hey, this is like a difficult thing. But in that context, it was worth it. I think for, and I'm, we're using you two as examples, but there were other people's spouses that worked on the same team with us. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I'm just saying that like that, I don't think is probably like, should be like the typical thing. Right. And so I think for the most part, like it, it worked in like, there's like, I don't know, like we said, it's like friendships can be messy and like, especially when it comes to the workplace, but I feel like it's worth it. And like, it's worth navigating through those difficult things because working with your friends is fun and like, friends have difficult conversation and like, that's cool. And that's okay. You know? Um, I mean, I was, I was put in more in some positions sometimes where like I was told like without going into like a ton of details where I was told, Hey, in this moment, you can either be friends with these people or like you can be a boss to those people. And like it, in when I was put in those moments, like, I feel like I was constantly like warring in my head is like, that's not actually possible. And that's not actually real. Like I'm this person's friend regardless, but I'm also in this position. And I personally think that, that that's doable and you can do both. You know, I think that there's certain aspects, you know, you got to put on different hats, um, you know, in the workplace and those friends, like y'all would have to be respectful um, in those situations and understanding or whatever. The hard part for me would be getting in the car with somebody like that I was friends with. And it's not just y'all, like it's other people that had like our team. We were all really good friends. Like I consider that team that we were on, like a lot of them really good friends and that we would get in the car and like, they're asking me something or complaining about something or heard something. And I'm like, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I was in that meeting, but like, I can't share that with you. You know, I'm thinking that in my head and it's hard, you know, but, uh, but I think it's worth it. I don't know. 
Yeah, I think it's worth it too. I mean, it was fun. I don't, I don't regret the the friendships I've made. I do think there was some messy stuff, but there's some of. I mean, y'all are some of my closest friends even now that we haven't worked together for almost a year. We still talk all the time. Obviously, doing a podcast together, and um, I enjoyed. I look back on my time with Michaela, and I'm glad that we, for those you know, a couple of years, got to spend a lot of time together and had a lot of ministry experience together. And I, I, I'm glad, and and I, I look forward to making even more friends. You know, at whatever job I'm at. Yeah, I think I think so too. I think that's that's a good point. Um, hey, so as we kind of wrap up this conversation, I wanted to ask just like for people who are listening to it, it's been fun a little bit to reflect on even like that season as like us being friends and like transitioning and stuff. I think hopefully for people who are listening, that kind of gives us gives them a little bit more context, even to the podcast a little bit. But uh, I wanted to just ask you guys and I'll contribute to this question as well. But is like if there's somebody who's listening to this and they're like on the verge of like, Hey, they're like in a new job or they've been at a job for a while and there's people that they feel like they could be really close with. They're really good friends with, uh, like what tips could we give them and like some things that they should consider? Um, or even like maybe it's somebody who they're like us. Hey, like we're already on the team and we're really, really close. Like we hang out all the time after work. We play video games together or whatever. Um, you know, and so what are some good tips, I guess, that you could give those people? Yeah, for sure. Okay. So I think there's two that come to my mind and one of them I feel like is a little more gender specific than I'd like, but we can just navigate that and that's fine. But I think a lot of people might disagree with me on this, but I think that going to lunch or going to a meal with someone is a really easy way to get to know somebody. And I know that for some people that's like, Oh, that sounds horrible. That could be really awkward. I mean, I guess technically it could be awkward, but I mean, what, you're going to go eat. If you eat quickly, you're in and out in 30 minutes and you're back to work. Like, but if you are getting to know each other and have, it's almost like a little first date, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I just think like taking someone to lunch and like going to lunch with people is just an easy way to, to like connect with people and, and get to know them more. I think the second one is this, and this maybe is a shout out to more of the corporate world. Um, and probably a little more towards the guys here is play golf with someone. I think if you go golfing with people, you got, you have opportunities and chances to like talk with them and get to know them, but you don't have to like be solely focused on like getting to know them. You can be doing, you're doing something else. You're playing golf. I know Paul just played golf, you know, a couple weeks ago. So he he agrees with me. He agrees. I think it's, it's about creating a relaxing environment. I think that's the key. Right. And I always tell people, Hey, like when you're trying to like engage in a new friendship, don't invite them over to your house for dinner because there ain't no time. There ain't no time limit on it. So don't do that. Right. Like go to, go Go to to a restaurant. Yes. yes, Yeah. Go to lunch, go to a restaurant where, Hey, we only have an hour. Then we got to go back to the office. Like I'm a big, like play it safe type of person. But I, I think that that's a, that's a really, really good, uh, good example, good option. I remember, and this is more of like a, on a leadership side, but like when I took that new position, when th- we had a really big team, obviously, like we said, one thing that I wanted to always do was like, Hey, once a month, um, I want to take one person to lunch. Now, whether I go to lunch with them other times is fine, but very intentionally like, Hey, like let's go to lunch and like, I'm going to buy your lunch today or whatever, you know? Cause it creates this, like, I remember the first time I did that with Paul, Paul always thought he was in trouble whenever I would ask him to go to lunch. <laughs> Isn't that so, that's so sad. Bad work. Yeah. Every there, time. To be honest. But it's that idea, right. Of like what you're saying, Matt is like, Hey, let's create like a relaxing environment where you feel comfortable and like where we can just, we can just be friends. Like, let's just talk, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I would say for me, I think <laughs> just like being real with people, like 
like Matt said, it's not that you're not being real with people, but there's a sense of professionalism, right? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, my first day at work, I'm not running around talking about my opinions of The Bachelor, even though I it's like on my mind, like all the time. Or like, I'm not running around, you know, um, you know, having arguments about LeBron versus Michael Jordan or telling, you know, certain jokes. I feel like just just being real with people that you feel like you can be real with. I know you can't do that with everyone, but like even uh, I would say being real in the sense of like being open about your interests, like, you know, like, Hey, I, I liked playing basketball. One of the things that some of us at my, at my last, at our last church did that we did together was like, you know, playing on a basketball team together at like some church rec league or, Hey, we're going to go fishing together. And like, Hey, I like fishing. Like after work, like who's trying to come fish with us? Like, um, or, you know, a, a big thing for me was video games. Like, Hey, I play, you know, I, I'm a 20 at the time, I guess I was 24. I'm a 24 year old, but I play Xbox like every day. Like anybody trying to add me on Xbox live. And I found out Matt played Xbox and Matt, that was before we were really close. Like, I yeah. remember like, I didn't really know Matt that well. And Matt was like, bro, I play Xbox too. And I was like, Hey, I play every night, like hit me up. And we played <laughs> together. And it was just like, Hey, not, not every adult that I run into, like there are certain adults at my current job that if I told them, Hey, you trying to play Xbox with you tonight? They would be like, what's an Xbox? You know? <laughs> but, but but like Matt, it was like, hey, I'm you're gonna wrong, take the You're wrong for that. <laughs> and if y'all are listening, I'm sorry, I love you. But like there there are certain people who who, you know, it's like, hey, they might not connect on that, but I'm gonna take a risk. And it's like, hey, you might think fishing is weird, but like you trying to fish with me, or like, hey, you may think video games are for little kids, but I still love it. Like you trying to play video games with me. And it's just I think it's a sense of just being real and saying, Hey, this is what I do for fun, like this is what I think is enjoyable. Like, let's, you know, let's see if we can connect on something. Yeah, Paul, I think, I think exactly what you're saying is, is very true. Is that like part of building relationships and engaging in even new friendships is like, I think it's just finding out what other people are interested in and like seeing where you overlap, right. Whether that's video games, whether that's a TV show, like one of my like goats. And I would encourage people is like, you always should have your go-to questions, right? Hey, what do you like to do? Hey, what TV shows are you watching? Everyone watches TV. So what TV shows do you watch? Oh, cool. I don't like that show, but like, I don't know. You you find a way to like interact and like have like normal conversations in the workplace that maybe could lead to something. Maybe they don't. And either way, it's kind of okay. Right. Um, you didn't have that friend before. So like, it's not going to change that much, but you're opening yourself to the dynamic of having a, a good friendship. One thing that I like to encourage people, if you have the type of job where you can do this, one thing that I always love to do is basically like in my head, I would call it like, I'm going to make rounds. So meaning like I'm going to go to door to door and I'm going to find something right to like have a conversation about with a coworker that has literally nothing to do with work. Right. And so like when I first walk in and I even do that here at, at my new church, like when I first walk in um, and I don't have anybody that reports to me. Right. Like I'm in a very different position here. And so I walk around and I just say like, hey, how's it going? How's your kid? Like, how is, uh, you know, I just did you watch the game? Like, hey, what do you think about like this happened to the news? What do you think about that? You know, just finding a way and like finding reasons to like swing by somebody's office and like ask a question. Like even if you have to just make something up. Right. It's like, hey. You know, because the reality, like, let's just be honest, is you don't vibe with every single person on a team, right? And so finding a reason of like, hey, I'm going to swing by this person. We've got nothing in common, you know, but I'm going to swing by and I'm going to ask them, you know, uh, about what they did this weekend or whatever. I'm just going to find a reason to interact with somebody because I'm opening myself up to relationships uh, that could be deeper than just like a professional work environment type of deal. So I think that that would be like, you know, my my one tip for somebody if they're 
you know, trying to open themselves up to being more uh, in an engaging relationship in the workplace. But yeah, that's, that's some good insight. And I think that I know this podcast felt maybe a little different, but I'm hoping that it can be an encouragement to those who um, are navigating those workspaces. And I know that some people are working from home and all that kind of stuff, but uh, hopefully it can encourage you to, to reach out and to create um, welcoming environments and to be intentional and to try to spend some time uh, developing those relationships in the workplace. And so um, as we kind of end the podcast, I think that um, talking to some of both of you guys before this, before we hit record, there's some uh, soapboxes to be get got on. So I think, Paul, you want to go first? A little 30 second soap action? Hey, I'm I'm ready. I'm very opinionated this week. I know. I'm, I'm kind of feeling on one today, too. So I got some opinions. Just All tell right, me. we're going to go right here. Ready? Three, two, one, go. Hey, so I'm a... I am a very loyal Bachelor fan and Bachelorette fan, and I just want to speak to to those of you who have watched the show. Those of you who haven't, don't hate. It's very entertaining. But for those of you who have, Claire Crawley is, I would say, undisputably the worst Bachelorette of all time. Um, I think it's a poor excuse to say, hey, I'm so strong and bold and decisive. and just use that as an excuse to be rude or mean. If you don't know what I'm talking about, watch the show. It's very interesting. It's only four episodes in. You're not that behind. Great episode. I don't like Claire Crawley. Bang. 30 seconds. (laughs) <laughs> hey, this is my year. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the show. You're yeah, every every, so every year every year Chandler acts like he's interested, and then he's just being sarcastic just to like get us to talk about it. And he acts like, oh yeah, oh yeah, and he he don't care. Chandler, no, this is my year. I'm gonna watch it this year. No, you sound like a Cowboys fan. This is our year. This is our year. <laughs> That's what you All sound right. like. All right, who's next? I will say Matt. Claire Crawley is the worst. Yeah, Matt, you ready? Three, two, one, go. Y'all already know it is November 7th, the day that we're recording this. This is going to be released on the 9th. We just found out that we're getting a new president um, for the next four years. And so president-elect Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, president, vice president-elect. Here's my thing. For evangelical Christians that were super pro-Trump, I want you to keep that same energy and call Joe Biden God's anointed the same way you did Trump. So don't just use that for Republicans. Use it for everybody. There, there's my 30 seconds. Old. I got no shame. Mm, look, I, I, I didn't say anything. I, I, didn't I say anything. I just saw so many people are like, they just, I want you to keep that same energy. Respect our president, all that kind of stuff you said for the past four years. You better, you better do the same thing that you were asking other people to do. I want you to set the example as what it looks like to respect the president, pray for the president, all that, all the stuff you were asking people to do. You better be doing the same thing for Joe Biden because just because he doesn't have an R next to his name doesn't mean that you can't pray for him or whatever. So don't, there you go. One minute soapbox. Man was ready with that one. Chandler, you ready? I'm, I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one, go. All right. So I'm going to talk on the ministry side. Hey, if you're listening to this podcast and you've ever had a student pastor, a lead pastor, you've ever been involved in a church or nonprofit or something like that, where you've had someone who intentionally invested into your life, I want you to take a second after the podcast, text them and just say, hey, I really appreciate what you've done for me. Hey, I really appreciate what you do for the church or whatever it is. I think student pastors especially, but all pastors and people in ministry right now are just having a really, really hard time. They need some encouragement. I've talked to a lot of student pastors over the last couple of weeks and uh, obviously can't share all the stories, but man, I think there's some some people that are just going through a really rough patch. So I'm going to encourage you, uh, 
tell somebody that you love them, tell somebody that you're grateful for them. Taylor loves going along in 30 seconds. I feel like you dragged that out a little longer just to be annoying. You were kind of looking yes, at me and just kept talking and kind of repeating things you already said. I think you wanted to go along. That annoyed me. But you know what? It's your soap. You say whatever you want uh, for 30 seconds. Those yeah, last not, you're, not supposed to rest- you're not supposed, you're to, not respond, supposed to respond. You're not supposed to respond. So yeah. whatever Taylor said those last 15 seconds, you all can just, yeah, just take it back. <laughs> whatever. All right, y'all. Enjoyed the conversation to our listeners. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of the Life and Ministry Podcast. We'll see you next time.